You're listening to Inside the Athletic Mind with your hosts, Taylor Cook and Lauren Williams. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Athletic Mind, where we dig deep and shed light on the mental side of sports for female athletes and coaches by having open conversations about mental health, mindset, and performance. I'm back. <laughs> it's about fucking time. <laughs> I've oh, been you know, so lonely. Just a little bit of a hiatus. It's okay. Well, let's give everybody an update then. Talk about what you're doing right now. Absolutely. Um, well, <laughs> starting a Division One women's hockey program, first and foremost, getting them on campus has been so exciting and so chaotic. Um, I think as a player, you, I mean, number one, you really only do see your side of it. So getting to see it from a coach's perspective and all of the little nuanced things that as a player, like you just show up and they're done for you and you don't even think like, oh, somebody spent a night putting this together. Like all that kind of stuff is, is crazy. Um, I was telling Taylor earlier, it's been, it's been a lot of the uh, other duties as assigned part <laughs> of the job lately, but I love it having so much fun. So it's worth it. Yeah, I'm excited for you, honestly. Like, I feel like at the last, at the the beginning of the previous couple podcasts, it's like, it's just me here today running solo. Lauren's getting settled in at school yeah. <laughs> as a coach, not as a student. Like, <laughs> back to school, back to school. Did you post like a, a back to school picture? You should have. Oh my God, what grade would I be in now? Well, it's your first year of coaching, so. I know, but if I was in school, you know how everyone like jokes around? I did. Mm. I think it'd be like grade 19 <laughs> after two years of grad school. Yeah. Sounds about right. Ridiculous. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, I love it. I mean, being on the other side of the curtain is at times daunting. Um, and it's really unique, you know, being pretty close in age to, especially one of the girls on our team, we have a grad transfer. So I'm literally three or four years older than she is. Um, But they're such a great group. I'm so excited for the season. It's just getting through these like first, you know, two, three weeks of preseason that is absolutely hectic. And if I like it now, I can't wait to see what it's going to feel like (laughs) when things settle down a little bit. No, it's going to be good for sure. And I'm like really looking forward to seeing how you guys do um, as a first year program. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, your team's so lucky to have you as like part of the coaching staff, uh, obviously coming from like the the mental performance background, we know uh, how, how important all of this work is, but a lot of teams don't have access to it. Like I think Um, when I was in school, we didn't have like a a sports psychologist or anything like that. I think in our last year, we had a a PhD candidate student who used to play at our uh, university. Mm -hmm. She was coming in and she was doing some mental performance stuff. Now I think she's like pretty well signed on with the athletics department from my understanding. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's, we're starting to see it's coming up a lot more. Right. So the fact Mm -hmm. that you're not just like 
coach Lauren, you're also like mental performance coach Lauren too. So it's yeah. great. Yeah. Stop with the flattery. No, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be able to make sure that my head will fit through a door. Um, no, but no, it's that. actually been great. It's, it's also, we had like one-on-one -on -one meetings with all of them. And I was pleasantly surprised to hear how many girls were talking about like the, the mental part of the game. We asked mm -hmm. them, you know, what are you, what are you really excited about? What are you most nervous for? Of course you get the answers. Like I'm nervous about playing at the next level, making that jump. Um, some of them said, you know, I'm nervous about having confidence. I'm, I'm nervous about, um, like being able to bounce back from making mistakes. Cause I feel like I'm going to make a lot of them. Mm -hmm. and having that conversation with them has been awesome and even though I am like the mental performance coach on staff the other two coaches that I have are great about it they're amazing um and half the time when they answer questions about the mental side of the game I'm like you guys took the words right out of my mouth it's perfect yeah I think once you've gone through just like the whole process of being an athlete, especially like an elite athlete and understanding what it really takes physically and of course, mentally to be playing at that level that, you know, these are skills that we find really do transfer into every single aspect of our lives, regardless if that's your profession or not. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. So let's talk a little bit about that. What are some of the, the mental skills and stuff that we're going to, we're going to chat about today that you learn or that you maybe should adopt as <laughs> being an elite level athlete? Well, intentional practice, right? I mean, everybody always says practice makes perfect, which we all know is very incorrect. Practice does not make perfect, but it makes progress. And that's what we're aiming for. But intentional yeah. practice really does create intentional and like drastic progress. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I always think to the, um, I don't know whoever said it, but like the 10,000 hours idea, mm -hmm. like it takes 10,000 hours to master or perfect a skill or whatever. Again, don't love to use perfect, but when you think about that, that's a lot of time. And unfortunately it's not 10,000 hours of, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, lift some weights, go on the ice, maybe skate around a little bit. Like it's 10,000 hours of, I am working specifically on X, Y, Z here's how I'm measuring my progress. Here's what I'm going to work on next time. Hmm. And I think that kind of gets lost in the shuffle just because seasons are long. It can be mentally exhausting to be an elite athlete. And that's always the first part of it that we lose, right? The mental side of it, because we're constantly reminded, Hey, go to the gym. Hey, go get rehab done. Hey, go get a massage. But nobody's ever really there nudging you like, what are you working on today out there? What are you thinking about? Have you done a mental check-in with yourself in a while? What's going on? Like nobody's reminding us to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, nobody's reminding us to do that at all. And it's, it's a shame because mm -hmm. I think if coaches in particular, like were able to teach their athletes about the importance of setting not like big audacious goals, not that you shouldn't be setting those, but in, in this instance, we're talking about practice. Yeah. <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about practice. Oh God. Uh, but yeah, in this instance, we're talking about practice and uh, <laughs> we want to be setting 
intentional goals that we can work on within that hour, hour and a half that we do have, whether that's in the gym or on the ice. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Um, it, it made me think yesterday I gave a talk to, um, the women's basketball team here, mm-hmm. which went amazing. And we just started at like ground level, self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and, I put up on the presentation screen, how much of your sport do you believe is mental? And, you know, I actually kind of assumed that I would get high numbers, but instead I got 60, 65% and 75%. And then I threw the data up there, which is like 95 to 100% of your sport is mental. Um, so if you're, if you're not checking in that side of the equation, into something as important as practice again we're talking about practice which you're practicing way more than you're playing games Mm -hmm. that's just how it works so if you're not checking in the the 95 to 100 percent that you're bringing into a practice you're leaving five percent to improve that seems like a lot of chips left on the table too many for my liking and i know you know when I was probably in in the junior level of hockey, we did talk a little bit about the mental side. We didn't have like a sports performance coach or anything like that, but um, that's one thing that I wish I had done when I was at that age and that level, right. Is to Mm -hmm. say, okay, like, what is it that I want to be working on in today's practice? We're going to be on the ice for 75 minutes where you have the first 20 minutes dedicated to, to we called it goalie world at the time. Yeah. So we have like 20 minutes working with a goalie coach, right? What is it that one you need to be working on and two that you want to work on, right? So, yeah. I mean, we had the guidance in the sense of, okay, you have 20 dedicated minutes to working on goalie specific training. So that means movement, tracking pucks, all that kind of stuff. How yeah. is it that you want to be spending those moments, right? And whereas like on the other, on the flip side of that coin, it was players practicing their edge work, different inside outside edges all those different fun drills which I'm so happy that I don't really have to do so much I do a little bit but not so much but um but yeah like I wish it was something that I had adopted for myself outside of that 20 minutes and gone into the rest of practice where we were doing flow drills and and, and competition drills and Mm -hmm. say okay like this is a compete drill this means I need to be able to go 100% because I need to be doing that in a game and yeah. if I can't do it in practice. I'm certainly not going to be able to do it there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest. It's not like we're saying that, you know, this is easy work or that it's the first thing that comes to mind, especially, you know, you're talking about high school. I was thinking about, you know, my journey through juniors and, you know, you, you're waking up early in the morning, you're going to class, you're in school all day. And then, you know, you're leaving school and you're on a highway stuck in traffic and you're eating food in the car and you're exhausted. And then you get to the rink and it's like, Oh, now I have workout. And then I'm going on the ice. Like we understand that it's exhausting. Um, And it seems like that extra added thing that we're now putting on your plates. But the question you have to ask yourself is how important is your overall performance? Like how important is it to you to reach your goals? How important is it to you to bring your best self out on the ice or on the field or track or whatever on a consistent basis. And Mm -hmm. if you're saying that it's important to you, well, you got to 
start leveraging that side of it instead of looking at how tiring it is, how much extra work it is, because this is the 95 to 100% of it. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that you bring that up. Actually, I watched this video on TikTok today and it was talking and this girl was saying like, I woke up this morning and I didn't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I went, but I didn't want to go. But why did I go? Well, because I want to be the best version of myself. And if I'm not going, that means that I'm not doing that. So even though me currently is sitting here saying, I would rather hit snooze and stay in bed, I choose to think about myself tomorrow or myself a week or a month from now and think, what would they have done? Or what would they have wanted me to do in this moment? And that person's going to say, get up and go to the fucking gym, right? Like, so it's, it's no different than when you're going into practice because you're already there. There's no excuse for you to not do this, right? right? Like you can either choose to waste this 60 to 90 minute period and just go through the motions, or you can think about that future version of yourself, that best version, that peak performance, consistent player that you want to be and say, all right, I'm having a rough go today, but it doesn't fucking matter because this is what I want to be doing in the future. And the only way I'm going to be able to do this is if I put in the work now, not tomorrow or the day after, but right now. Yeah. And that what we're talking about too, that roadblock is just short-term good feelings, right? Like you hit the snooze button and you feel good for 15 minutes that you get to sleep in or 20 or 30, whatever it is. Then the long-term of it, probably don't feel so great about that decision. Like if you start to do that every single day, then you're not reaching that goal of going to the gym anymore or if you know you're stressed out or you're tired from the day and now you're at the rank or at practice and like I'm just going to go through the motions today maybe it feels good for you know that session or the first half of the session but then it hits you like a ton of bricks when you realize you're either a falling behind or not you know reaching your full potential So that's another piece of leveraging that we can talk about. Like, yes, of course, the short term feels good when you make that decision to just coast through it. But how many other areas of your life would you absolutely avoid the short term comfort? Like I can think of thousands in the gym when you're actually practicing. Like, let's be honest, that stuff's not always comfortable. Some of it actually hurts, period. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. So learning how to adopt that and say, yeah, okay, maybe I'm tired. I recognize that, but I know how important this is to me taking this five or, you know, 20 minutes to settle in, figure out what it is that I want to accomplish is going to pay me so many more dividends down the road, as opposed to just completely checking out for the next 60 to 90. Mm-hmm. yeah and uh sorry I'm just laughing and like we're talking about practice I'm just sitting here thinking that in my head um <laughs> but for for those athletes I mean okay we know that there are talented athletes yeah I hesitate to use the word talented because I think that's a very subjective term however there's talent and then there's effort right and 
I'm I'm taking this example from uh, Angela Duckworth's book Grit. If you haven't listened or listened or or read that book yet, I highly highly recommend it. It's got a ton of great stuff in there about about purpose and passion and how that drives our internal motivation to go and do what it is that we're doing, whether that's in sport, in our life, whatever. Um, but she talks about talent versus effort and how a lot of people who you know are talented but don't put in those intentional hours of practice towards their art or towards their skill set or whatever, they still don't fare as well as those who put in effort. And so she puts a lot of emphasis on effort being worth about two times more than talent is. And I say this because I know that there's players out there who feel like they can fly by the seat of their pants because they are naturally gifted at a certain sport, Mm -hmm. right? It happens and that's great. But if you want to be somebody, you want to be the next like Haley Wickenheiser or Sarah Nurse or Hillary Knight, whoever, if that's where you want to be, you have to realize that they're not just talented. They put in a lot of fucking effort into their sport. I played with Sarah Nurse. I know she puts the fucking work in. You play with yeah. Sarah Nurse. You know she puts the work in, right? Yeah. Like, and and uh, I actually just finished reading Haley Wickenheiser's book. I think it's called like Over the Boards or something. Again, great read if you haven't read that one yet. Um, she talks about all the practicing that she did, all the sacrifice that she had to make in order to pursue her dream of being an Olympian, of being one of the best players in women's hockey. Yeah. Like it really does take intentional practice. And sometimes you do have to make sacrifices in order to make it happen. Yeah. hundred percent. And I'm, I'm going to start laughing at myself now because I'm just like thinking of all of the corny, you know, sayings that I can bring out, but like, number one, <laughs> good things n- never come easy right? Like the things that you really, really want, they, they don't come from like that effortless feeling, right? You have to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also want to talk about the athletes that like, they're really talented and they work hard, but it's not directed. Mm-hmm. Right? So like yeah, you've got, yeah. you've got talent. And I was one of these athletes. I was talented. Like I had the natural talent to play the sport. And then I figured out around high school, like, oh, I got to start working out because I need to get stronger. So started like working really hard. I was always one of the hardest workers on the ice, but it wasn't always like guided in a useful direction. So yeah, absolutely. I was spent by the end of practices. I was absolutely exhausted after workout because I was, you know, working really hard, but I wasn't being intentional about it. I had no focus. I was just like all over the place doing everything and anything, not measuring any of that progress, not checking in to see how I was doing. So I just felt exhausted all the time. And that's not helpful either. And corny quote number two, it's like, what is it like work smarter, not harder? Yeah. Uh I got told that multiple times in my career. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Especially when I started working with the goalie coach for the first time, he's like, what are you doing? You're making all these fucking movements. Like less is more, please stop. (laughs) Yeah. But like, okay, what does that really mean? You want me to work smarter? Like, am I not smart? (laughs) That's I was, am I dumb? Am I a dumb hockey player? I don't know what's going on. So I didn't understand how to do that, but Mm -hmm. being intentional is not just like, 
we were talking about this earlier, it's not just about having this laser focus on one thing. It's being able to take a step back and say, what am I trying to accomplish right now? Like, what is it that I'm actually wanting to work on? Mm -hmm. And then making that mental note, storing it and going back to it later to say, how did I do? Mm -hmm. That's what being intentional about your practices. It's not like I'm going out on the ice and I'm going to focus on one thing and one thing only. And if anybody gets in my way or tries to get me to do anything else, it's going to throw me off. That's not what it is. No, no, it's not. Um, But like when we're talking about that, like, I think some players can have a tendency to make excuses for themselves to say like, oh, well, we weren't running those drills. So I wasn't able to do this. Right. So again, this comes a point where it's like, okay, let's work smarter, not harder. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't control what drills the coach wants to throw. And especially as a goaltender, like a lot of the times we're just fucking target practice. Like the coach doesn't care about what drills these are for the goalie. They don't think about that. Right. So, I mean, coming from a goalie's perspective, okay, you go on the ice, there's a certain drill going on and maybe your plan was to like work on your RVH or something like that. Right. But you're not able to in this drill because it's like two on one rush down the wall. Right. Yeah. Okay. So in that scenario, what is it like, what's the one thing that you can really be focusing on that you need to be getting better at in those situations? Is it learning how to read the play? Is it learning how to beat the pass on your feet? Like figuring mm-hmm. out within those small scenarios, what it is that you can be focusing on. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's um, there's, I, and I also think that, you know, what you brought up, it's, that's the easy excuse, right? Like, oh, well, we weren't working on it. Mm. Every drill is what you make it. And especially for players, like you can find ways to do things in drills. You can find ways to work on the small skills that lead up to whatever you have a goal for. So like for if let's say you're playing mini games, all practice, and you really wanted to focus on like one-on-ones and making a quick pivot as a D or angling. Yeah, maybe you're not going to be able to do it on every single shift that you have in the mini game, but it can absolutely be a focus throughout it. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's not like nobody is doing this work for you. You have to do this work. And that's why it can be so easy to just, well, we didn't, we didn't work. We didn't do that drill. I couldn't do it. No. Again, why is this so important to you? Mm-hmm. Why is it so important to you that you work on it? And if it really and truly is important to you, you find a way. Absolutely. And, you know, kind of to continue on from your corny lines, one of my favorite ones is that there's no shortcuts to any place worth going. Yeah. And this one has seriously rang true for me in so many instances, because honestly, I feel like I've taken the long route to get every single place in my sport. Like I didn't... I was like nobody before getting to junior and like my first year junior people were like who is this human being and where did they come from um I ended up spending like five years at university instead of like four and then I ended up coming over here to be playing right like I feel like there's a lot of other ways that could have gone mm-hmm. but um yeah, there's no shortcuts any place for going and I say that because like I tend to see in practices where people, feel a need to give up on a drill to Uh, not go all the way to the line when we're doing down and backs to just go to back to the back of the line because they don't want to run this next one like 
you're not going to get better by cutting corners. That's not how it works. And you might think in the short term, like, again, comes back to like short-term gratification uh, versus long-term mm-hmm. gain, right? And, and that's not what we want to be focusing on. So making sure that we're following through with the intentions that we're setting and you know what? There's going to be times where, yeah, okay, like maybe you do need to stop for a moment and like re recollect your thoughts and, and your emotions and take like a, a mental check-in. But once you've done that, we want to make sure that we're focusing back in on, okay, like this is what I can be doing right now in order to yeah. be getting 1% better tomorrow. Yeah. And it's not, it's not a bad thing to have these thoughts where you're like, oh, I don't really feel like going hard to the line right now don't really feel like finishing this drill out and battling right until the whistle like that stuff is natural right like your body it's your body or your mind trying to tell you like maybe you're tired Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that you have to listen to it all the time Mm -hmm. because again when you and like you were saying when you weigh it in the scale of is it a short-term gain thing you're looking for or is it aligned with your long-term goals if you can say like, no, this is absolutely only a short-term gain. It's not going to help me in the long run. It is not aligned with my long-term goals. Then like, that's where you tell that voice in your head to kick rocks because there's other stuff that you've got to do. One of, one of my biggest pet peeves that I've noticed ever since I was a coach and I'm like, I know that I did this as a player is during drills, like whether it's a one on just with a shot on the goalie when players peel off to the corners and don't play out the rebound. Oh, I'm like, would you, to the choir. would you do that in a game? Would you? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always no. But then you watch them in game film and what are they doing in games? Peeling they're, off. They're starting to peel off and then they're like, oh no, a rebound. I need to go back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the kind of thing that intentional practice has the ability to change. If you are intentional about stopping on pucks in front of the net, if you are intentional about picking corners when you're shooting, as opposed to just shooting to shoot, it translates into games. Yes, it certainly does. I remember when, uh, (laughs) forget what year it was of university, but uh, we had a very serious problem of people not following up rebounds or crashing the net when Mm. a shot was placed. And so in order to fix this, our coach, like during practice, he gave like a a punishment of sorts for people that weren't doing it. And if you weren't, then you kind of got like penalized in front of everybody on the team. Right. And I know, like, I know there's, I don't know, maybe some people don't agree with that sort of stuff, but I know there's some, some studies kind of coming out about how coaches shouldn't be using like physical punishment uh, Mm. as like a, a disciplinary yeah thing I guess um at an elite level though like I think it's pretty standard yeah um, but yeah. like once he was doing that we had a fucking lights out season because what were people doing people were following up rebounds they were crashing the net they were going hard to pucks all the time yeah it wasn't this like la di da okay like finish my rep I've done my duty for this <laughs> rep I'm just gonna head on over to the bench over there like that's it just didn't happen yeah. Well, and not only does it make it make them better, but it also makes you better as a goalie mm-hmm. because now you're practicing and being intentional about where you're putting your rebounds. You know that once there, if there's a rebound out there, somebody's going to try and pounce on it in practice. So mm-hmm. you have to be ready for it. 
Yeah. It's, it, I don't, one of the girls, um, not on this team, but on a, a different team I was coaching, I said it to her, I was like, why are you, like, why didn't you finish that drill? Why didn't you finish the rebound? And she goes, I mean, they go, they're tired. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was right. I felt kind of like an asshole. And I said, well, what about her growth and her development? For you not to do that means that she's not learning when she's out of position. Mm-hmm. So if she's not learning when she's out of position or when she's not playing a rebound correctly, that's hurting her. And the team. And the team. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. who's the asshole? Uh, our goalie coach he would he would hassle the shit out of us on the ice if we didn't follow a rebound or something like that even if nobody went to it if it went to the corner even like he's Mm. like why didn't you follow your rebound follow your rebound follow your rebound so like shout out shout out to my goalie coach if he's listening to this like you're like the devil's advocate and it's really great um but I honestly hated it so much at the time but it did so much for my game as a goaltender as well because in games it wasn't this nagging reminder of like oh I should probably call him a rebound like it was like hey boom done boom done done. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. what I'm sure you could even start to hear his voice in your head at times too right like oh yeah call your rebound yeah I can just hear (laughs) just hear Kirk call your rebound call your rebound (laughs) (laughs) but you don't know you don't need to wait for somebody else to do that too So it's great that we have these mentors and it's great that we have coaches reminding us to do stuff. But if you're constantly waiting for somebody else to give you direction, you're going to be waiting for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you're a player and maybe you, you know, maybe right now you're not doing the intentional practice, Mm -hmm. take notes on this episode because like we have the tools in here, right? Like how it is that we take a moment to set a few goals for ourselves for practice, you know, how is it that we can utilize every single drill that we are performing, right? Focusing on mm-hmm. one or two things within that drill, right? Um, yeah. And then also like making sure we're taking the time afterwards to check in after practice and say, okay, like how did I do following through on these goals that I set for myself before I stepped on the ice? Where yeah. was it that I was not performing really well where was I performing really well right like asking Mm -hmm. ourselves these questions because we nobody's gonna give you the answers to these nobody's gonna ask you this either like maybe if you're really young mom says like hey how was practice but she's not saying like what did you do well what didn't you do so well what can you be improving on right like Mm -hmm. we don't all have that person in our corner at all times so it's important that we show up and be that person for ourselves yeah absolutely and I mean, let's talk about it. What, what was, what does this look like when you're doing it? Right. What is, what does intentional practice look like for me and for using the tools that we give at elite, it was setting three goals for myself ahead of practice. And this is super simple. It took me like five minutes to sit there. And initially I would write it down as I got better at it. I would just store it in my head and go through it like a checklist So write those three things down that you want to work on, read them over, make sure that you're familiar with them. And then you go out for practice. And it's not that I'm every single drill or every single rep. I'm saying, these are the three things I want to work on. I'd pick one first and go into a drill with that intention. And then in between reps, do that check-in with myself. Like, okay, how did that go? Did I work on that thing? If not, 
you know, maybe I just didn't have an opportunity to, or for whatever reason, maybe I forgot. I'm like, okay, hold myself accountable. This is what I want to be working on. So going into the next rep, it's, hey, this is, have this in the back of your mind. This is what you want to be working on. When you're done, revisit it. How did I do? And that's all it is. It's just about having these mental check-ins to say, how am I doing right now? And when we look at that as like the grander picture of how it helps you perform better, if you start going down that slippery slope, like maybe you have one bad rep leads to a second. If you're checking in with yourself regularly, maybe you find that you're going down that slope at rep two. If you're not checking in, maybe you don't figure it out until five minutes before practice is done. And you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, this practice has sucked. I did not get anything out of this. Mm -hmm. So do those check-ins, figure out where you're at, how it's going in the moment. And then like you said, at the end of practice, it's time to ask, okay, how did that go overall? Good, bad, neutral. And then you can get into, hey, these are my three goals. Was I able to address them today? If Mm -hmm. yes, what did I do well? What needs improvement? If no, well, this is staying on my list of focus points for next practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I don't have anything else to add to that. I mean, like you, you nailed everything spot on. Um, I think the only other thing that we could really mention is like, okay, now that we've done the intentional practice, now that we've kind of, you know, given ourselves a, I don't really like to say like a grade, but like given ourselves that feedback of how Mm -hmm. things have gone, um, then it's time to like, okay, see how things go in a game, right? Like the next time you're stepping on the ice. Okay. Like what is it that I need to be focusing on, but also afterwards saying, okay, like what went well, what didn't go so well in this game. And maybe it's like, maybe you don't perform so well against a certain team. So maybe there's some kind of like performance pressure with a certain team. Maybe you kind of get in your head about playing in a certain rink. Maybe their boards bounce really weird. I don't don't know. Like there's, there's so many things that can like truly throw somebody off if they're not prepared or if they're like mentally not aware of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But making sure that we're taking all of that information, all of that feedback from our performances and pushing those into the next practice as well yeah because that's how you grow (laughs) and we're all about the growth here we're all about the growth i mean heck every every elite level athlete is because we're never satisfied no ain't that the truth (laughs) all we're trying to do is redirect that from i'm never satisfied because i'm not perfect to i'm never satisfied because i know i can continue improving Mm-hmm. Those are two very different things. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you're never going to be perfect. Sorry. It just doesn't happen. Um, I mean, it's not real. I don't think anybody yeah. was ever even meant to be. Um, I mean, we said this yeah. so many times before, like if you had the perfect game of hockey, it would be super boring. Like there would be no goals. Yeah. Everybody's making great passes like I don't know like it would just it would just be yeah. like boring like, like no it would get nowhere <laughs> yeah like it, it would just be pointless at the end of the day and right so like when we are talking about practice it's about competition and like knowing like yeah yeah exactly yeah that's a great way to to kind of leave things here is like practice is essentially just you competing against yourself 
Yeah. I mean, sure. You're going to have line mates that you're like kind of grinding against when you're running like three on three drills or whatever, which by the way, that is like the worst drill as a bully. I, that those are the moments where I sat there and I questioned all of my life choices when coach was like, all right, let's play some <laughs> three on three hockey. <laughs> um, but no, like that's, yeah, like that's, that's a, a good place to end though. I think is talking yeah. about the importance of like making sure that you understand that you are your biggest competition. Yeah, absolutely. Don't have anything to add other than, yeah, we're talking about practice and so should <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, as always guys, uh, if you can kindly leave us a rating and review on apple or spotify this really does help the podcast grow and reach new listeners just like yourself and our goal here is to empower you with the tools and strategies that are going to help you show up as the athlete that you want to be so thanks guys so much for tuning in and we will